Hey, this is Lowe with Soul Harbor, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's weekly business hour. This is Rick Schisler. I'm your host. I'm a Silver Fox advisor and also the founder of OneBestConsult.com. The weekly business hour now is where all of Montgomery County and, quite frankly, a lot of businesses around the world, which is pretty amazing, come to talk about the latest in business news, ideas to improve their business, and to be part of a general conversation that I believe can make a real difference in your business. A reminder, the show is broadcast live on Facebook Live. You just need to go to Facebook, look up the weekly business hour. You can punch on live, Facebook Live, the button, and you can not only hear us, but you can see us. So I encourage you, a lot of our listeners actually watch us in the same time. So it's kind of a neat little thing to have out there. So remember, Facebook Live, if you want to see us as well as watch us, watch us as well as hear us, excuse me. Today's show is sponsored by OneBestConsult.com. That's the website I mentioned earlier that I founded. It actually is a website. It's a community of small businesses. And the reason we have started that community is to have a place where people can exchange ideas, share information on a confidential basis. It's also the place that I hang my shingle out. So if you want to have a one-on-one consult or advisory mentoring relationship, I'm there. An introduction. be glad to talk to you understand better your challenges, and see if we can work together. That's one. That's the number one, bestconsult.com. I encourage you, go check it out, because we specialize in common sense business advice. And a reminder, if you have any comments about the show, you've got a question for our guest or myself, or you've got a question about your business. Uh, I don't mind taking questions about people's businesses. In fact, it's one of the things I really enjoy is receiving those emails particularly. Just send us a quick email at one, the number one, bestconsult at gmail.com. That's one, bestconsult at gmail.com. Well, at this point, the show always, I love to tell people, it gets real easy for you, the listener. Uh, You just need to sit back, grab your pad and pencil, if you will, and get ready to take notes as we talk about everything business right here on the weekly business hour. And I'm pleased to announce today we're going to start a brand new uh, Soup to Nuts conversation. This one's entitled Strategic Planning, Building a Strong Foundation. Now, part one will be today, and then we'll follow up in subsequent weeks with part two and three. So I hope you'll listen to the whole series. Uh, And to lead us in this discussion, I think we have a wonderful, wonderful guest with us, John Stacy. He's an AvoCoach franchisee, a lot of practical business background, as well as being part of the AvoCoach network. John, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Rick. Appreciate having the opportunity to be here. Well, John, you know, it, it, so I always like my listeners uh, to know a little bit about my guest and give us a brief rundown on your business background before you got uh, into the franchisee or became a franchisee with AvoCoach. I've got about 40 years of business experience, any place from operations, finance, manufacturing, and supply chain. Uh, so a pretty wide variation 
Uh, the last couple uh, positions I was with was really with a, as a chief operating officer for a large company, as well as a chief operating officer, excuse me, a, chief, a CEO. So a lot of broad-based business experience, and I'm glad to have the opportunity to work with small business people today to help them grow their business. You know, it's one of the connections a lot of people don't uh, make or have trouble making. When you work in larger businesses, uh, there are things that we learn that you learn, everyone can learn from larger businesses. And it doesn't matter whether you're a solo, uh, on your own mom and pop, or just a, you know, a small business growing its way uh, to the next million dollars. But uh, I'm so glad to have you and the perspective you bring. Well, we're going to talk about strategic planning in your title, Building a Strong Foundation. I think that says a lot of wonderful things. Uh, let's talk about it. Start off, uh, if you will, talking about the experience uh, with companies. Uh, uh, most of us don't have a plan. Uh, we've discussed that a few weeks ago on this right. show. So uh, take it away. Well, so as I've uh, talked to a lot of business owners uh, over the last four years, one of the things I've seen is when they start, they really haven't had a plan. And give you a couple examples. Uh, I've seen restaurant owners that have started. And how many restaurants have you seen that, you know, they start and then months later they're out of business? Not only do they not have enough plan, they don't have enough money. So I've worked with general managers that wanted to start their business and haven't been able to get where they need to be. Uh, I've worked with uh, some uh uh, people that did uh, basically home remodeling. He actually had $2 million sitting on his books ready to, ready to go. No accounting, no plan. He had a checkbook. And as long as he had money in his checkbook, he felt like he was being successful. But he had no idea how much money he was making. Uh, I've uh, talked to uh, air conditioning technicians that say, wow, the business owner's making this much money. I can do that myself. They go out and they start their business, and guess what? They don't have a plan. They're really good from a technical perspective, but they don't know how to run a business. So what's the impact of that is my question. And then you start really looking at uh, the U.S. Department of Census. There's 7.2 million uh, payroll companies out there that have under 100 employees, and I think that's pretty significant. 80 to 90% of those are uh, family-owned businesses. 66% of our GDP is really uh, run by that by those small businesses. To me, that's amazing. We hear about the big business. Hey, the small businesses is what drive the economy. But guess what? 90% of these businesses that start are going to go out of business. 45% are going to go out of business in the first two years. Why? Well, they're overly optimistic on sales. Uh, they don't have a plan. That's the biggest reason they don't have a plan. So I think when you start talking about building a strong foundation, it's about having a plan, uh, and we're going to be talking about that in a few minutes as far as uh, comparing that to building a house. But I think the other thing is I talked about the negative things about going out of business, but what about those people that are successful? Well, guess what? If you write down and have an idea what you want to achieve, 30% of the, you're going to increase your odds 37%. If you have someone that's going to help you, a mentor, a coach, uh, someone that can really help you move the business forward, that is going to increase your odds 78%. To me, this strategic planning is about beating the odds, increasing your odds of success. And of those people that have a plan, 42% of them uh, had a written, or 42% that had a written job, they grew 50% faster, something we'd all like to do. They're 50, or excuse me, 30% larger. And guess what? The owners made 25% more. To me, if I can help someone or if we can work together and achieve those results, that's fantastic. And yeah, it, it's interesting because we, we talk about planning from time to time on this show, as you know, and uh, it's 
folks just have a hard time uh, putting a plan together. And it's and, and I always am fond of, I quoted a statistic from the SBA recently, Small Business Administration, that less than 7% of businesses in America across the board, every size, had a business plan, strategic plan uh, that they used. And that's amazing. And we know a large percentage of those, right, are going to be the big businesses because yep. they have to comply with uh, requirements of the stock exchanges, uh, the SEC, et cetera, et cetera. So it's really kind of interesting. Uh, it's not a huge deal to put a plan together, is it? No. It, de it does take time. And generally when I'm working with someone, uh, it takes six to ten hours to really put it together, depending upon uh, how prepared they are. But it's well worth your time. Think about your opportunity, your odds of being successful. I think it's a small investment. I mean, quite frankly, with the percentages you, you know, 50% here, seven, it just makes sense that why, I mean, why would you start, even start a business without having something, even my famous simple one-page business plan that I try to get people involved in planning with, you, you got to do it. You just can't not do it. But let's talk about specifically a strategic plan. What is that all about, a strategic plan? Well, to me, it's a roadmap for success. Uh, and you mentioned business plan versus uh, strategic plan. Uh, a business uh, plan is really who and what. It's usually financially driven. And a lot of people say, well, I've got a plan. I've got a written plan. Uh, it's true. It's a step forward. But it's really not the strategic plan. Uh, the strategic plan is really about the, the when, the why, the how, it's, I mean, in short, it's getting the right people in the right seats, doing the right thing at the right time. So it's really having the whole organization focused uh, and getting the alignment the, that the organization needs so that they can be successful. Yeah, I think I always uh, use the analogy of building a business or starting a business and then building it. It's like a puzzle. It's just like a, a, a puzzle that my wife puts together. She loves to do the thousand plus piece puzzles <laughs> and she just works and works and works on them. Well, a business plan is not quite a thousand pieces, but it, it, it is a lot. But if the pieces will fit together, then you've got a lot larger chance of success like you mentioned earlier. So as you start uh, thinking about building a strategic plan, I compare it to building a house. And you know, as I've worked with business owners, I've, I've asked them, would you ever think about building a house without a foundation. So I kind of break things up into th about three different seg sections. Uh, and it really comes down to who we are. And those are, to me, core values and purpose. I compare that into a house. Would you start a house without drawings, uh, without engineering, in to include electrical? Would you ever think about starting a house without doing any of those things? And everybody was, no, you can't. You can't build a house without doing that. Well, then how can you start building your business without understanding your core values and trying and working on developing your culture. Uh, the second, and we'll talk about that in more detail in a second. Uh, the second piece really is what do we do? And, and that I really look at the SWOT analysis, financial planning, a BHAG, big, hairy, audacious goal. Uh, we also use a one-page plan, which you, which you mentioned. Uh, and then how we do it, and that's map, uh, I call it a map. It's a management action plan uh, and uh, accountability. Uh, even when I see people put plans together, what I do see is that I got a plan, but then I don't execute. I don't really have any accountability. Uh, so if you've got to have the plan, but you've also got to have the accountability. Having a great idea is one thing. Having a great idea with a plan and accountability is what's going to drive success. Well, let's talk about, uh, kind of back up a little bit. You used uh, an expression that's popular, a big audacious goal. 
I find that a lot of business owners, uh, again, typically very good at what they're doing, what they know, whether it's sales or operations or whatever it might be. So, you know, they're, they're challenged on what they don't know. But pulling that all together as a component of building a set of goals or a goal, Great. you know, uh, is always really a challenge. Like uh, the question I ask is, why do you want to be in business for yourself? Now they'll say, well, it doesn't. I said, okay, so how is this business going to make that happen? What does that look like to you beyond, hey, I want to be my own boss or whatever? What's your experience in dealing with that question of setting that goal, that big goal? Well, so, I mean, so we'll, we can talk about the big, hairy, audacious goal. To, to me, that's just part of the planning process. Uh, a lot of times, a business owner sets a goal, and they set it here. That big, hairy, audacious goal is really looking out 10, 15, 20 years. If everything just went wonderful, what would this, what would, what could this business look like? And so as I'm, as I'm talking to business owners, one, one of the things I see is that they set their sights too low. Let's set it high. And you know what? If we miss it, but we're so much farther ahead of where we would have been, uh, it, it, you know, so a lot of what I do is really ask questions and really help them think about what they're trying to accomplish. And that's why the strategic plan takes six to ten or more hours because I'm asking them to think. Okay? It's not just about I've got this product and I go to market. Right. I want to think about the future and what I want to accomplish. Well, and, and let me ask you this more specifically, uh, an example, something I deal with with what I do every day almost. Exit strategy is a component of that goal, I assume, yep. is that, okay, where do I want to go with this business? Sometimes folks want it three to five years, and then they're going to move on to something else or whatever. Uh, but, the you know, the amount of money, those three questions, how much, when, and to whom do you sell the business to as a general proposition? Uh, how does that fit into setting that big goal? Uh, so I, it's a good point. A lot of people set up a strategic plan and don't think about what the what the exit is. I'm going to tell you that large companies, even when they start a new product, not only think about the product, but they think about their exit. Okay, when you're starting your business, you need to be thinking about your exit, whether that's three to five or ten or fifteen years, or whether you want your your uh, family's involved and, and how are they going to be involved. But you need to be thinking about what that exit looks like and put it in your plan. And then there's you know, which is a whole different. A discussion when we start talking about exit planning, because I also talked about the five D's. Uh, because guess what? Things happen in our lives. There's divorce, uh, there's disasters, there's uh, uh, dissolution of, uh, of uh, partnerships. There, there's those things that are going on. We need to address those as we're putting our plan together so that when it does happen, we don't have to uh, go back and figure out how we want to do this. Yeah, and I think it's important if people will just take the time, like you say, sit down, answer questions, go through this process. A lot of times I find people, particularly starting new businesses or a young business, less than five okay. years old, they're amazed that once they're, <laughs> I don't want to use forced, but they're given an opportunity to think about some of these things that we're talking about, that they're totally surprised that, hey, I didn't have that in mind or I didn't know that's where I was really going based on this. So uh, yeah. I think it's a great thing. We're at, a, believe it or not, at our first break. Okay. So ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more, uh, more 
particularly about culture. I know that's an issue that many small people, business people kind of wave off, but John's going to lead us through a discussion about how that culture fits into building that strong foundational strategic plan. So please stay with us and we'll be right back with you. It's all business talk on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. right here on Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available in Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Does your company have needs that can be met by an employee who is dependable, hardworking, enthusiastic, motivated, cooperative, respectful, and punctual? Conroe Independent School District Special Education Department can meet your needs by connecting you with potential employees that have been preparing for a lifetime of employment. We have numerous individuals seeking paid and unpaid work experiences. If your company is interested in seeing how we can meet your business needs, call Conroe ISD Special Education Department to find the best employees for you at 936-709-7671. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. It's all about business on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back to the Weekly Business Hour. This is Rick Schisler. I'm your host, and we're having, I think, a really great discussion with John Stacy. We're talking about strategic planning and how important it is to building a strong business as it sets a big part of the foundation. Having that plan in hand, absolutely, all the statistics back it up, will give you the opportunity, put the odds on your side to be more successful in your business. Now, John, we were talking a little bit uh, before we get to culture. Uh, you kind of went down a list of things, the SWAT, uh, elevator pitch. I don't know that we talk much, but the map and accountability. Accountability, that is a big question for me with a lot of clients I and a lot of people. And myself, when I started the businesses I was involved in personally, is to hold myself as the business owner accountable. How do you go about that with folks you work with? Well, uh, depending on the client, everything I do with them is custom. So I meet with people either once a month, once every couple of weeks, or really the most successful ones I meet on a weekly basis. And so as we uh, develop our strategic plan, we develop that down to a three to five year, one year, and then quarterly. And this map is really all about a management action plan. We put together who's responsible for to accomplish what. We go into the details on what we need to accomplish, basically a project plan. Uh, who is responsible and when it needs to be done. So as I'm meeting with them, one of the things we talk about are is, did we get done? This, this was the follow-up from last week. Did we get done what we needed to get done? And you know what? It's okay not to, as long as it doesn't happen on a regular basis. Some things happen. 
emergencies happen. So we just learned to, to live with that. But if, if I see that we're not getting there every week, then, then we're having some other discussions. Because if you're committing to something, you're committing to doing something, what does commit mean to you? So we really kind of talk about how or what roadblocks you have, what can we do to work together so that we can get over this roadblock so that we can get this done. So if we're taking those steps on a weekly basis, and I'll throw in here, one of the books I, I like uh, is called The One Thing. And when you look at the, the one thing, it's all about focus in your life and focus on your business. And it really kind of goes into, you know, what do you, what's your sometime goal? That's kind of a BHAG. Uh, what do you need to do in five years to reach your sometime goal? What do you need to do in three years? What do you need to do in five uh, in one year? What do you need to do quarterly? What do you need to do this week? What do I need to do today? What do I need to do today to reach this week's goal, the month goal, the annual goal, the five year to get to my sometime goal? And so when you start looking at those things, it's it's pretty easy to get that down to this one little thing. If I can focus on this today, I know where I'm headed. So that helps drive the accountability if you really put that planning into place. Well, it makes sense. And I, I will say that in my experience, again, personally, in my business uh, career as a business owner and builder and the people I talk to, the accountability is what most people are looking for. The people who engage me or when I was in business, I had my mentor hold me accountable. Like you say, uh, we didn't have a map, but we used general, this is our goals right. between now and next week. Uh, kind of like the uh, thirty uh, three-minute check-in we use in our CEO roundtables at the right. Conroe Chamber. Uh, but let's let's move on and talk about culture uh, with the time we have remaining in this segment. Uh, culture, uh, who we are. I think it's an interesting topic. And again, I think it's one that many small business people really don't pay attention to. Uh, tell us what you think. So, so in my experience, that's absolutely true. They don't pay attention to it. The one thing I will tell you is culture is the probably the most important thing in building our business, and it's the thing that we pay the least attention to. Uh, I will tell you also, though, if you don't define the culture as the owner, someone will, and it's going to be your employees, and you may not like what that is. So uh, as we talk about that, one of the, in my planning process, we start talking about your values, okay? And I'm going to give you an example. I had talked to one individual, and as we were talking about their values, it's their personal values, they said, well, you know, my values are God, family, and work, okay? This is kind of a pat answer. Uh, and then when you say, well, let's talk about where do you spend your time? Well, I work about 80 hours a week. Uh, man, I'm tired on the weekends. So, you know what, I go play golf with my buddies. And uh, I go to church on Christmas and Easter. Well, the, their values, their stated values, and their actual values are totally out of sync. So we really want to make sure that the values that we say we have are those values that are what we're going to live up to. Uh, and so I, I can think about one culture. You know, we really focus on three to five values. We don't, you know, everybody says integrity. Well, if, if you have to say that's one of your values, that's a, no, a whole nother discussion. Uh, but one of their values is, is really uh, all about live without, it's about live without fear. And it's about, it's an insurance company. And they want to make sure that their clients live without fear. So everything that they do is focused on, on accomplishing and providing education to their clients so that they can live without fear that they're going to have any issues if something does happen. 
So I think the values, they're all about key statements of what we should or should not do. It's about decision making. We don't need a book of, you know, I go to corporations, they've got manuals that are, you know, 500 pages long. Well, if this happens, you do this. If this happens, you do this. If you really have your values in your organization, you don't need a long discussion about what you should or shouldn't do. Your values are going to drive all your decision making uh, perspective. Uh, and it's really the purpose with action is a philosophical statement about why you're why you're in business, uh, and this purpose it's about why or the passion that you have in your business. And, and, a, and a statement of purpose, kind of a mission statement, is all about putting heart in your business. What drives your business? Why are you doing what you're doing? Uh, and if you look at someone, I think a, uh, one of the statements I remember is Disneyland is to create happiness to others. And, you, and for, for those of us that have been to Disneyland or Disney World, happiness is to, is to create happiness for others. That's that's their purpose. So, and you think about that, whether you're driving a shuttle, whether you're at uh, any of the rides, or if you're picking up trash, you know that your mission, your purpose is to, is to really create happiness for others. So you can all get behind that and understand. Well, and, and you know, that's what I find with people and, and my encouragement twofold. One is, as you take your values, um, we happen, I happen to use a, what's called a personal purpose statement, mm -hmm. uh, which is now, I think one of the Foxes actually originated that years ago, but you find it in college and university, it's gotten really widespread and it, takes a person through an exercise mm -hmm. like you just described. So it's a way to do an exercise. But if people hone in on that step and all of a sudden, like you say, well, we say one thing and we do another, it tries to bring that together to get, because then you want to create a workforce. You want to build and hire, train and develop people that will accept and buy into your values. And like you say, if I'm picking trash up, I need to show those values. Uh, three to five, it's, everybody in the business has to be on board. And if you can do that day in and day out, guess what? Business runs better. It grows. It, I mean, it's a fact. It's hard to achieve. It takes time and patience, right? Absolutely. But it's necessary. Very, like you, you seem to feel, and I don't know that I disagree, it's the most single most important issue when you're trying to foundationally build a business. What else about culture is important to, uh, to you know, to talk about in your opinion or to address when you're doing your strategic plan? Well, so uh, I think that, you, and you mentioned it a little bit, but it's about the benefits. People don't think about what the benefits are. Uh, when it comes down to it, it helps you drive accountability within the organization. All the employees know what's important to the company, okay? Uh, if you then think about the hiring process, and you mentioned that, when it comes down to it, we need to make sure that we're hiring people, not in our image, because we want all different people, because all different people can really help us achieve more, uh, but, but we have to have the same values, okay? And if we all have the same values, and like in the Disney, uh, it's really creating happiness for others. If, if whatever our value is, and we can drive that, everybody's going to be in the boat, everybody's going to be rowing the same direction, and we're going to accomplish so much more. And we're, instead of having employees, we're going to have stakeholders. And I think that that's a critical distinction uh, because a lot of people act like employees, but we need to get people to act like they're part of the company and they actually have a stake in the business. And I think that that's a uh, benefit. And it also helps us set expectations. So I think those are three things that are really important when it comes to the benefits of culture. You know, you mentioned, uh, as we kind of wind down this segment, setting expectations, communicating to your employees. How important is that? 
Oh, well, it's, it's, it's another one of those things that are critical. A lot of people, a lot of owners don't want to tell anybody. They want to keep everything secret. Well, that makes it a lot more challenging for employees to understand how well they're doing. And so I, I kind of move into, so how do we, we really take the culture, talk about it, and really take that culture from our definition to uh, our, our employees? How do we sell it? So it really comes down to it first. The, the, the uh, owner of the company needs to make sure that they evaluate themselves and they can live up. So they've got to think about their values, make sure that they look internally. Can I live like that? I've got to sell it to the employees. They've got to be involved. They've got to be engaged. They have to really want to, want to be involved with that. And the third step, so it's three steps, employer or uh, the employees. And the third step is accountability. And you know what? I've seen instance where, instances where the best salesperson doesn't fit in the organization. They don't have the same values. And if we don't do something with that employee, it's going to create ongoing problems for the rest of the employees. So I've seen where we've had to eliminate some employees because they didn't share those values. So those three things help you really get the culture in three steps. You know, just a sidebar on that is it, that is one of the most difficult things, I think, as a business owner that you have someone pick on one, could be more, that don't fit. You thought that if you went through the steps on the uh, hiring and training and they still don't fit, is recognize that that person, maybe no fault of theirs, is actually slowly but surely tearing down and leading the way I like to look at it, leading others around them astray, getting off, getting off script, if you will, off of the values. Mm -hmm. And so it is important, particularly for the long-term and probably short-term health of the company, that that person find another place. That's the old square round peg speech I give when I terminate somebody like that. Just not a good fit for either party. So, well, John, I appreciate uh, our conversation today. And a reminder of those listening, uh, this will be available on Wednesday on a podcast, a video cast format. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that where you can catch it. So uh, if you want to re-listen, and we have two more, two more segments coming up to give us a full three-part Soup to Nets conversation about the strategic plan as a foundational tool to build your business. John, if people want to get in touch with you, uh, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, probably the best or the simplest way is to text, and it would be uh, text J-S-T-A-C-Y at 80800. So it's text J-Stacy at 80800. Well, again, thank you for this, and I look forward to further conversation about strategic planning. Folks, I uh, hope you'll stick with us the second half of the show. We're going to have, a, I think, a, a great follow-up first with a recap of our discussion today with John. And then in our Do You Know uh, segment, what the real impact on the global economy will be as a result of 5% of the world's daily oil production being temporarily lost as it was over the weekend. This applies to small business and has nothing to do with energy. So I hope you'll listen. And I wind up the show with my One Best Consult Tip of the Week how to deal with uncertainty in your business. So I hope you'll stay with us. We're going to take a commercial, and I'll be right back with you. It's all about business on the Weekly Business Hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out ourlonestar.com slash sponsor for more information. 
or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Hey, y'all. It's DJ Mike from Dan Simon, Texas. Join me Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. as I count down the top 10 Texas Red Dirt songs that are packing the dance floor. I'll be featuring local artists and the story behind the hits, shows in the area, as well as new songs that make you want to dance. It's Dance Time in Texas with DJ Mike on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5 KCZW and 106.1 KZCC, Conroe, Texas, or online, IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is a nonprofit organization serving Montgomery County and surrounding areas, dedicated to the health and well-being of the boxer breed. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is run and managed 100% by volunteers since 1999. Our main objective is to rescue, rehabilitate, and rehome boxers that come to us from many sources, including local animal shelters, owner surrenders, and strays. For more information about Lone Star Boxer Rescue, visit our website at lsbr.org. It's all business talk on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. right here on Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to the weekly business hour, and this is Rick Schisler, your host. I appreciate you joining us today. And before we get started, I want to remind you that a podcast or videocast, as they like to say, because it involves both video and audio, can be found on YouTube at the Weekly Business Hour page. So that'll be posted on Wednesday of this week, the entire show in its entirety. So if you missed something in the first half of the show or you want to rewatch something to make sure you got all your notes down, there's where you go. YouTube, the Weekly Business Hour page. All of our shows going back for quite a while are there. So if you want to re-listen uh, or re-watch and listen, I should say, it's all there for your pleasure at your convenience. Um, also want to thank our show sponsor, once again, OneBestConsult.com. Uh, that's the number OneBestConsult.com. It's a website community, business community that I founded. Uh, it's where business people can go, small businesses can interact, post their questions, respond to others in a confidential matter. It's where you can find out more about me and the services I offer as an advisor and mentor. You just need to go to OneBestConsult.com if you're looking for common sense business experience. Uh, that's what I do. I bring the common sense with my experience of 40 plus years being in business, being a multiple entrepreneur to the table. So please check us out, OneBestConsult.com. Well, first we're going to do a quick recap of today's uh, Soup to Nuts conversation, part one, entitled Building a Strong Foundation. I think John Stacy, who's an avid coach, did a great job leading us through the discussion. And I'll tell you, if you need a reason to do a strategic plan, John gave you lots of them. Uh, the percentage of success or failure of people who do or don't do a strategic plan really is overwhelming. And I, what we're talking about, uh, or he's talking about, is reducing the risk of failure to your business or increasing the the success percentage ratio of success in your business. I mean, these conversations of the statistics of 45% of all independently owned business will fail within two years. Now, we've probably heard that. You probably heard something close to that. Small Business Administration and others publish those kind of uh, things all the time. 
but when I read or hear that 78% of the businesses that do fail in the first two years lacked a solid business plan. Now, there could be other factors that cause their failure, but I've got to believe that you really need that plan, and if you'll do it, it literally, as John said, will be a roadmap how to build your business carefully in a disciplined manner, which means you will build the strong foundation. So the strategic plan will help you build that strong foundation that you just have to have to build a successful business. The second thing that we talked about that I thought uh, stood out for me is uh, the idea of the culture. I, th I think it's so important that we as small business people, we don't need to buy a bunch of books or go to webinars or lectures about culture. But when you hire your first employee or your 50th or your 10th or 100th, whatever, you are building a culture or you should be. And that culture should clearly reflect the values that you've decided that you're going to bring to the business, the values that reflect the business. This is important because this ties to your marketing. Who are your potential prospective clients or customers? These are people that are going to be looking for those values in the products and services you provide. They're going to be looking for it. A lot of this is not printed or out there, but a lot of times a lot of the values come out in advertising and other material that goes out. And to tie all those together and then build a workforce that reflects those values, that is engaged with those values, that buy into those values, that's willing to come to work day in and day out and exemplify those values to each other as well as customers, vendors, and others. This is so important. But again, as John said, it gets lost sometime. Uh, it's, you know, we don't pay attention. I started businesses, and I'll be frank, the first business I started many years ago uh, actually bought an existing business with a business plan to kind of to expand it uh, and uh, into different markets, which we did, but we never, ever paid, in my evaluation at the end of the day, never paid enough attention to the core values and the culture of the people we were engaging. And this really was a drag on trying to develop that business. It really reflecting back on my experience. So I encourage you, if you're building a business, you have a business and you plan or already have one or more employees, make sure that your, your business has a set of values. John pointed out only three to five is necessary. You can have more, but you wanna be able to communicate those to the employees. You want them to understand them. You want them to follow and exemplify those on a day-to-day -day basis. So I think we got a great series. We're off to a good start, and I hope you will take time to listen to the next two parts as we kind of do the soup, soup to nuts, the full conversation on strategic planning, building a strong foundation. We're going to take a quick break now, and I'm going to come back, and I'm going to offer you uh, my take on a do-you-know subject. Uh, over the weekend, there was a major uh, crisis, if you will, developed in the Middle East uh, where the Saudi Arabia lost to some type of terrorist action, 5% of the world's oil output was taken off the market. Uh, how does something like that affect your business? So stay back and we'll talk about Do You Know? We'll be back in just a moment. Thanks. For business ideas and news you can use, join us on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio.
Are you interested in learning more about preparing quick, healthy, and safe meals for your family? Would you like to spend time with others learning tips and tricks, along with practicing and tasting nutritious food? If so, the On the Road to Healthy Living Mobile Cooking School is for you. Call Amy Ressler at Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service at 936-539-7825 to find a class near you or volunteer to host a class. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Hey, y'all. It's DJ Mike from Dan Simon, Texas. Join me Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. as I count down the top 10 Texas Red Dirt songs that are packing the dance floor. I'll be featuring local artists and the story behind the hits, shows in the area, as well as new songs that make you want to dance. It's Dance Time in Texas with DJ Mike on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5 KCZW and 106.1 KZCC, Conroe, Texas, or online, IRLoneStar.com. Not sure who to turn to when you have a problem in your business? Listen to the Weekly Business Hour on Lone Star Community Radio. You are listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and this is Rick Schisler, your host. Uh, thank you for staying with us this morning. Uh, before we get started on our Do You Know segment, uh, I want to mention to any of our listeners that are business owners here in the Conroe, Montgomery County area, uh, we always appreciate new sponsors to the program. If you'd like to be a sponsor, and so we can feature your business during the, uh, this broadcast as well as on our podcast, then contact me. It's real simple. Just contact me here at the station, Rick, R-I-C-K, at IRLoneStar.com. That's Rick at IRLoneStar.com. I'll send you some information. We can visit about it if you'd like. Uh, it's a very cost-effective way to present your business to our listening area. Do you know what the real impact on global economy will be as a result of 5% of the world's daily oil production being temporarily lost? I mentioned earlier that uh, there was some type of terrorist attack in Saudi Arabia, and as a result, 5% of the world's oil supply has been cut off, at least temporarily. And as you can imagine, if you haven't seen it yourself, lots of media attention, lots of reports, lots of stories being filed. And they all revolve around one thing other than trying to determine who did it, how they did it. Apparently, there's still some question about that. But is the uncertainty. Uh, the price of oil has skyrocketed, then it's fallen back as of the last time I checked this morning. Uncertainty, though, is something that every one of us has in our business. Uh, but there are ways. There are processes and procedures uh, and steps that we can take to reduce the risk for example, we can buy business insurance, property insurance. So in case we have a loss on a building, a fire or some type of loss like that, we have insurance. If we buy the proper insurance and the proper amounts, then it can build the building back. But we still have the uncertainty of, well, if the building is, is so severely damaged, we can't work, we can't produce, uh, we can't deliver our services, uh, what is that going to mean? So it's always an element of uncertainty uh, in our 
everything we do every day, but I'm really focused on those major things, those major decisions about uncertainty. And I've got three comments I'd like to share with you about it all. First of all, the level of uncertainty really is going to depend on how you respond. Um, that was something I picked up in some of the reading I did this morning about what happened in Saudi Arabia and the, in the oil production facilities there that were hit, is how do you respond? Well, immediately the response there uh, was, well, we have oil reserves here in Saudi Arabia, and we'll put those or make those available to the market, uh, which should take some pressure off. Uh, because meantime, uh, so you, I mean, the price spiked 20% on Brent crude. It's fallen back to about nine as the market, being the world market, evaluates, uh, the traders evaluate the impact of this attack and how long it will last, what will it take to get the repairs made, and in particular, what's going to happen in the future. Are there going to be more attacks? A uh, very uncertain situation. And what about oil reserves? I mean, that's another thing. In this case, apparently, there's a strategic plan in place. There's that word, strategic plan, where oil reserves are stored by the Saudis around the world. Governments, such as the United States, uh, it's estimated there are over 2 billion barrels of oil that have been stored around the world, 600 billion right here in our strategic oil reserve. And these are meant to be used when events like this happen. Back to your business. Do you have the reserves? Maybe not oil, but the reserves. Typically, the first one is financial. Do you have the cash? Do you have access to a line of credit? Uh, you don't want to go to the bank and borrow money when it's a crisis and you haven't been there before and you don't have a relationship with the banker. Uh, that's one reason most bankers will tell you, build a relationship with a banker. You don't have to be borrowing money but try to build that relationship. So when and if the uncertainty of a loss or something impedes your operation and you need, on a short term or maybe longer term, you need money to help rebuild that building. The insurance covers most of it, but there are a lot of other things it won't cover. You want to pay your employees while they can't work, a decision you have to make, removing some of the uncertainty from their lives in order that they can come back to work with for you instead of you going out in the marketplace and hiring a new labor force from scratch. The third thing is don't rush into making major decisions if uncertainty rises to a level, if you will, like happened in Saudi Arabia last night. If an event happens, you lose a major customer. Uh, we've mentioned the, the, the loss to fire. There are other, uh, a machine goes down that's your major production machine. Don't rush. Don't be put in a position to rush to a decision. Example being, the price of oil went up 20% last night. It's already down to 9% the last time I checked. In other words, people rushed. They were in an emergency mode. They were excited. They were emotional. 20%. And the thing started to settle down. People got more information and they were able to perhaps make better decisions. And that's the key, is have it straight in your mind how you're going to deal with an emergency. And in some cases, and we've talked about that before on the show, you need to have certain contingency plans in place to handle certain type of potential or uncertain emergencies that may, may happen in your business. Uh, it's very important. So you need to put yourself in a position to be able to calmly evaluate your options so you don't react or act in a way that could do great damage to your business long term. So I think there's something we can learn from last night's 
terrorist action that is positive. Manage the uncertainty in your life. Take or reduce the risk out of the equation. Take it down to a level that's manageable, not just by your business, but by you also as an individual. So we're going to take our final break of the day, and we come back. I'm going to offer you my one best consult tip of the week, and that's how to deal with uncertainty in your business. I'm going to get a little more in-depth in the conversation, so if you'll please stay with us, we'll be right back with you. The Weekly Business Hour, everybody. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Path to the Plate is a research-based education program that helps consumers understand how their food choices impact their health by making the connection to agriculture, learning about how food is grown and produced, and how consumers can make better food choices for themselves and their families. Path to the Plate is all about dispelling myths and misconceptions. Find out more online at pathtotheplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. What can the Better Living for Texans program do for you? You can learn how to increase your consumption of fruits and vegetables, choose foods that are relatively inexpensive and good to eat, make your food dollars last longer, prepare quick, nutritious meals, help your children learn how to eat healthier snacks, and much more. Our program is committed to helping people like you improve your health through providing research-based nutrition education in a friendly, cost-free, and relaxed environment. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. For business ideas and news you can use, join us on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. You are listening to the weekly business hour, and this is Rick Schisler, your host. It's the final segment of today's program where we talk about my personal one best consult tip of the week. This week, I'm going to talk about how to deal with uncertainty in your business. Every business, of course, as we discussed in the previous segment, has a certain degree of uncertainty, but there are ways to mitigate or reduce the risk that increase this uncertainty in your mind. And I think there's several things that you have to address. Uh, this past weekend, I was doing some business reading, and I came across what I think is a really great article. It was in the Wall Street Journal, written by John Stoll, entitled, Hug the Uncertainty Monster. Uh, this author, uh, in, a, in a funny but straightforward way, uh, encouraged people to turn un the uncertainty monster into a friend. I think the first thing you have to do 
with uncertainty, whether it's a monster to you or not, is you have to accept that it exists everywhere, every day. You've just got to accept that. Yes, for example, right now we're hearing a lot about tariffs. There's all this conversation about immigration, and these are the big topics, and they may or may not have some impact on your business. Uh, but the fact is there are other things that uncertainty exist, and you need to accept if you're going to be a successful business person that that is going to exist, that uncertainty is just part of being in life in general personally as well as in business for yourself. And the second thing is, uh, kind of going back to the first, warning. I'm warning people, don't spend too much time. Don't get so deep into worrying or being concerned or even studying uncertainty and the things that create uncertainty in your business, the issues, whether it be a supplier or your ability to have enough service people available to answer all the calls today. Uh, otherwise, you're going to miss a lot about what's really going on. So to think about it's one thing, but you've got to be available to meet the uncertainty that exists on a day-to-day -day basis, such as having enough technicians and deal with that. Take the action steps necessary to find, hire, and train that workforce that you need. And third is the factor is to factor in risk taking. I mean, each person and I believe each business has their own comfort zone of risk taking. If you move out of your zone, make sure you're ready. And what I'm saying here, and I, I think this gets missed too by a lot of people, uh, is that you know we are who we are. We have characteristics. And mine are different than yours or the guy down the street or the lady across the town. But you need to do a little bit of evaluation. I work with clients who are starting businesses, and we spend a little bit of time. This goes back to the personal purpose statement that we touched on earlier in the program. But it also goes, okay, how much risk can you personally bear? And this reflects on your family. If this is a family business, if you're the main breadwinner and this is going to be the the, the the income that, excuse me, that the income that the family's going to depend on. They're, what kind of risk? Typically a, a little bit less or maybe a lot less uh, so that your spouse can stay comfortable. So uh, you need to evaluate what risk, what uncertainty you and your business, the business itself. If you have one kind of workforce, you've got strong people and they're fit and you've got the culture we talked about and all these things are working. I suggest that you have less uncertainty in your business. If you have good vendors uh, and so on and so forth, uh, you reduce that risk. So if your business is weak and you're still trying to build a workforce or you haven't taken the right steps, say with the strategic plan to build the foundation, then you're going to be susceptible to a lot more risk and a lot higher degree of uncertainty. And this may just not be acceptable. Uh, fourth and final, you've got to deal with it. You need to look at the history of ups and downs. Look what happened to our economy, say, after 9-11 or the financial crisis in 2008. You've got to accept that it's always there. There are many examples of people who use those big subject crises, as I call them, to expand their business. Look at Amazon, look at Google, look at Facebook. They all started after the tech crash. So there is a way to not only embrace it or, as Mr. Stoll said, uh, to hug it and make it your friend uh, is important. And it's very important that you realize it, you embrace it, check for the ups and downs, and make sure you and your business are in this for the long haul and plan accordingly. Please put a note on your calendar to join us next Monday right here on IRLoneStar.com at 11 a.m. 
We'll continue with part two of our Soup to Nuts conversation entitled Strategic Planning, Building a Strong Foundation. And remember, the videocast podcast are available across the social media channels at Facebook, YouTube, and many other places, including the OneBestConsult.com website. Thank you for joining us, and remember to stay in touch with what's happening in Montgomery County right here on Lone Star Community Radio. And until next week, I encourage you, stay engaged and keep your focus on what counts in your business. Thanks. Thank you.